This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now it's time for the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, it started with promise, Patrick, but it end with, ended with failure. Is that fair? I don't know. 28-19, the Packers yet again beat the Chicago Bears. The Packers now have more victories in their history than the Chicago Bears. Just aggravating. Very aggravated, Mully. Um, the first half was so much fun to watch. I loved watching that defense with the effort they were playing with, being outmanned. Uh, it was fantastic, obviously. Justin Fields with the wow play of the big run. And then the second half happened. You just kind of saw the the lack of talent for the Bears. Like they took advantage of some of the DBs who I think were – outplaying their ability in the first half just by sheer hustle and and just playing pretty darn well. And it's just unfortunate it turned into what it was. Uh, again, the special teams leaving four points out there. I thought that was going to be the storyline, for me at least, of of having a field goal blocked and missing a PAT. But then, you know, it comes down to turnovers right now. You know, they give up the last one there at the very end, yeah. but or the last two at the end. But losing the turnover battle three to zip, you know, that that's not good. And then – the same storyline we have every week, Mully. There's no yep. pressure on the quarterback. None. Zero. None. Yep. And that's a, that's a that's a Packers O-line without their starting left tackle and a couple of the rotational guys in there as well that I just – it's unfortunate and that just shows the lack of talent. But I thought maybe today was a day with the effort they came out and played with and Justin Fields being back and having some of those wild plays, they'd maybe be able to pull it off, but they didn't. And I'm just – I'm a little ticked right now. I'm just – Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm know, angry. I'm just a little – it's just it's, – it's, it's fair. That's a fair yeah, response. Yeah, I'm just upset. I, yeah, you should be because yeah. that was um, that was a game the Bears clearly could have won mm-hmm. uh, when you when you consider the lead they had, the way they were dominating the game, and then it gets down to kind of the the uh, crunch time of the game. And and frankly, I, I don't blame the defense. They've got nothing. They they don't. I mean, it's it's you were fighting and you were staying in a game, and then the minute that you really had to do something, you couldn't do it. And I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. I think that it was it, – it, it's just um, – I think it was just a situation where, again, you know, you can't afford any negative plays. How do you miss an extra point? Mm-hmm. That was a bad moment. How do you miss that field goal? Well, the trajectory of that ball was so low. I, I mean, what did he think it was from sixty yards? I, I, I'm I just wondering too that. with these, you know, the driving kicks he's having to drive it. It's only forty yards. I know it's cold out, but you should still be able to get some some height on that kick. And the other thing, Molly, is another storyline here to me was Luke Getzey and his play calling. When they got down to the red zone, or excuse me, yeah, the red zone near the goal line, they had a couple penalties. They're third and first, first and long, yeah. second long, and they're running the ball um, after the long bomb to. Uh, Nikhil Harry, they just ran the ball, took the ball out of Justin Fields' hands. But then at the end of the game, when you did have it in his hands and they needed that drive to come back, he threw an interception. So 
Yeah. He's still got to learn. The young man still has to learn and perform better at crunch time. But I was about to say right before the interception, I sat there and watched the game of Spiegel today, that this is his best game as a pro. I mean, his numbers were great. I think he had two incompletions or three incompletions yes. at that point. He had thrown for over 200 yards. He looked efficient. He looked very good in the pocket. That's what yes, I thought. He looked very good in the pocket. And you got to give credit to the O-line as well for protecting him. I thought they did a pretty darn good job up front. Uh, they do, do not have Rashawn Gary over there, obviously, but uh, you know they still did a nice job against that front up there to help Justin Fields look a little bit better. So overall, Justin Fields looked better until that equanimous same or to the uh, yes the, 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 interception. the interception to Jair Alexander. Right, right. Namaste, by the way. I don't know if you heard that story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was uh, you know it was just one of these games, ultimately, Patrick, where. You know, the Bears kind of go into these games with one hand tied behind their back. Mm-hmm. And they play a good game, and they get a lead, and you you know, you know can't help but marvel that they're competing in the game. And then, um, as you say, I thought Fields was playing really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't really run him after that touchdown run. It was almost like they were thrilled that he had that play, and they yeah. didn't want to risk it again. Um, I, I was surprised – at the end of the game, when they came out, what, like there was a moment where I think they handed off to Montgomery inside, and I thought he could have he could have got on his horse and gone to the left and and really picked up some yards, um, but they clearly weren't interested in doing that, and they were trying to be careful with him. And I think it's a it's a difficult game plan when you are trying to protect a guy while taking advantage of what he does best. He had a really good game out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. He really did, right up to the point where he threw two picks late, and I feel like that robbed him of that afternoon. Yeah. Hey, I was. I mean, I was super happy, and, you know, yeah. obviously I didn't want the moral victory with him playing a good game and the Bears losing. I would still want to beat the Packers, but it is unfortunate what happened. But, I, but we saw growth, and the other thing we saw too, and he might have been doing it because he was injured, I think it was a play to Cole Komet where he could have run for the first down. He could have got a 12, 13-yard yep. gain. But pulled up short, let Komet and dumped it off to him, you know, over one of the defenders' head and got a 15-yard gain. I think he did that two or three times a day, and I love seeing that. And one reason why I love seeing that, too, is you don't want him running all the time. Because, all right, he has a 30-yard run, a 20-yard run, has to come back to the huddle. He's tired. He's the quarterback of your offense. He's got to run the next play, call the next play, throw the next play, or whatever he's going to do. That I like him doing what he's doing with his arm, the way he executed with his arm today. Uh, even in the pocket and outside of the pocket that I'm talking about. He could have had some big scrambles, and he decided not to do it. 312-644-6767. We have people lining up. We're going to get to all your phone calls, and we appreciate you checking in. You know, I, I just think that on a day when Aaron Rodgers was seemingly as compromised as he was, he did not look good. I mean, he was like under-throwing players. Mm-hmm. He was missing some obvious passes. I just felt like he ended up having a much easier afternoon, mainly because they can't generate even a hint of a pass rush. No, and that's where you got to give the credit to the DBs in the first half. Yeah, They were playing their butt off. I thought they were playing great, and – that's the hits principle, too. The intensity, the hustle, and all that stuff. They played with that in the first half. This young group right. that's that's scrappy and all that kind of stuff, not, not the greatest talent, they played with that principle, but you can't have the penalties. You can't have the key penalties. You can't have the turnover. So I was encouraged and impressed with what I saw in the first half. I was just hoping what happened didn't happen, that just the lack of talent, the lack of ability up front to get to Rodgers you know, came through, and it just hurt the DBs in the end of the second half. But I give them credit for the way they came out and played. They just got to play smarter with some of the penalties and turnovers. 
I, you know, and giving them a, a touchdown at the end of the half was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, we're not we're not uh, splitting the atom here. Um, that was, you know, to take the lead they took, and then to go in at halftime in the situation they were in. It just, you know, it's crazy to be up sixteen ten after you kind of dominated them the entire first half. Yeah, and it's deflating too. When it was, a, yeah. they stopped them on third down, and they. You know, they all put their fist up, like, oh, it's fourth down. They're going to kick the field goal. Then they look up, and they're like, oh, no, the offense is still out there. we got to yeah. do this one more time, and they couldn't do it. And that's tough to go into halftime with because 16 to 6 would have looked a lot better than 16 to 10 or felt no a question. lot better, too. No question about it. And, and um, you know, again, I don't know if you consider it an insult, but to me, when a team goes for it on fourth and eight and mm-hmm. fails to convert – they're telling you they know you're no good. <laughs> and then they come back at fourth at four, and you're just hoping that, you you know, you frustrate them. You know, you make them question why they think sure, they're so Sure, that's how you can good. flip the game. Yeah. And then it does the opposite to you. It's, it's just it. it's, that's it. it's demoralizing for sure. It really is. And, uh, and, and such is a pity. 312-644-6767. Chris is in Evanston. We'll start the conversation with Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I was getting ready to call here till about 20 seconds left in the first half saying uh, what a great job by these young defenders. Uh, I disagree with uh, even talking about the kicker because, you know, it goes back to the double doink. If, if you're a good team and you're winning, it should, it should never come down to a kick. Uh, in addition to that, I, I do believe this is one of our best pass rush days. Not that we had a lot of pass rush, but Aaron Rodgers is just that good at avoiding that stuff and keeping the play open. Let's not forget about that. I don't think that's why we lost. We got thoroughly outcoached. You could take every terrible timeout decision that Matt Nagy ever made, combine them all together, and it is completely less than what we did calling that timeout on fourth down when they had one timeout left. They were either going to kick the field goal or and go to the half. I, I don't know what he was thinking he would accomplish by calling that timeout instead of just letting them kick the field goal or call their timeout. And uh, Justin Fields, if not today, what day are they going to let him throw? Like you said, he had two incompletions prior to that late uh, yeah. time in the game. He was, he was playing outstanding. He was playing outstanding passing the ball. He was Down the in field, a he was throwing pills. I mean, he it was on a rope yeah. for him. And he had about 15 throws till late in the game when we had to start throwing the ball. If you're not going to open up the passing game for him today, when are you going to do it? I think we thoroughly got our coach. You got to have some pride. I'm I'm so upset that that we lost this game today. You know, and uh, we we just we got to coach better. That's a good point about the timeout at the end of the half, first half. I, I forgot yeah. about that one. Um, that, that's interesting. I don't know. What you, it was one of those timeouts. You're like, wait, why? And then you start thinking about it, and you're like, oh, there's no reason. They must, they must have a reason, but I don't. Doesn't make sense to me why you do that. I, I just, yeah. And then Justin Fields, he was, he was hot. He was feeling it. And it is, it's, you know, they talk about being out coached. Luke Getzey, those two series that I'm talking about, that the one near the, 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 in the red zone where they got backed up from the goal line. You've got first and long, second long, third and long, and you run the ball. I just, I didn't make sense to me. Give him a chance to win it with his arm down there. I just, that, that to me, that was bad play calling. I, I'm wondering what Luke Etsy will say about that this week. Yeah, I, you know, again, they, he doesn't speak till Thursday, right. so he'll have time yeah. to get his story straight. Um, we talked about, we talked to Dave about that, and and he was saying that 
it is not unusual for teams to run we, – because we were talking about the, the whole sequence against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Dave said that if you, if you actually study teams in two-minute drill or in you know, quick uh, assault kind of mode, they will run the ball just to put the defense in a little bit of a, of a kind of – they want them to think about everything. Right. It is not unusual to do that. And the other element is you know you're going four downs for the most part – so you will um, you don't mind running a time or two if you're gaining some yards because then you're going to go for it on third down and you know you'll go for it on fourth down. But I, I'm with you. I, I it didn't make uh, all the sense in the world to me uh, the way they were kind of operating. And frankly, I I don't know what Justin saw in that play. I'll have to go back and watch the all 22 because you know that just looked like a pass to, to Jair Alexander. Yeah. That didn't it, look like it, might it have looked been just, like he had position. It might have been just a really good play by Jair, Jair yes. Alexander. Sometimes that happens, and that yes. that could be what it was. I mean, he jumped the route pretty well. Um, I don't know if you know Justin Fields maybe sees it differently and, and wouldn't or sees it again, wouldn't throw that. Right. But he did make a nice play. I mean, he, he read the route, knew that he was stopping, and then he jumped, jumped the route and picked it off. Let's try Steven. Steven's in Columbus. Always a joy. Hey, Steven. Hey, Molly. Hey, Patrick. But Listen, as soon as Santos missed the extra point, I knew this t- this game was coming down to that single point before the uh, the touchdown and uh, the two points completely put the game out of touch. And, I, and I've been highly critical of Richard Hightower, but, you know, he's literally putting himself, you know, in the firing line today. But I tell you, we need to bring in a new kicker, but that's for another day. Wow. But. Like I said, the first the first caller, I'm so disappointed with Luke Getze. That last two drives completely changed the complexion of the ball game. You throw a deep ball to on first down, and then you run, run, run on, on the next three downs on subsequent uh, positions, and then led to block field goal and only a field goal. Like, the Bears were trying to lose this game on purpose. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but you look at those two drives with the Luke Getze throwing the ball on first down on the deep ball, and then you subsequently run those two, three runs, which gets nothing. I, I seriously question Luke Getze's mindset in that second half more so than uh, anybody well, else I, today. You know, I, I and I I appreciate uh, your your thoughts, Stephen. But I wonder how much they were worried about compromising the quarterback. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it seemed like they abandoned the run, the Justin Fields run, very early. Yes. And and we had seen Patrick, we had seen Green Bay get buried by Jalen Hurts, and I would argue that that Fields is capable of finishing plays better than Jalen Hurts. I'm talking about running plays. And Jalen Hurts was absolutely a terror against them. But but when Fields, as effortlessly as he did, made two little cuts and just broke into the the uh, the open field and outran everyone in the end zone, I honestly thought we were going to see a lot of that all day long. I couldn't believe that he did it again. You know, we've seen him do the 61, 62-yard run, the 67, and this was, what, 56? Unbelievable! I mean, absolutely incredible that he had done it. And you know, when think about it, when they came out and they completed that pass down the field for 56 yards to St. Brown, they then ran the ball to score a touchdown. 
And I felt after the Enkeel Harry play, it made sense they were going to run again. I, just, just the way he had been operating, it didn't stun me. Uh, what stunned me is that the field goal kicker couldn't yeah, that's, get the field that's goal. That's aggravating. That's aggravating. That was really yeah. aggravating. Yeah. But a couple things there is that, all right, if you're not going to run Justin Fields, let him use his arm a little bit more. Don't give it to David Montgomery as much. I'd like to see him have a chance with his arm a little bit. Let him develop. Give him those extra five to six pass plays that you want to see him in a situation where it's a passing situation instead of running the ball. They did have a nice run on third down where they did the zone read and got the first down with David Montgomery. That was a good call right. because it worked. But there's some others there that I didn't like that I just give him a chance to throw the ball more, especially when it's first and 23 or whatever it was and second and 23 and third and 23. I wish I would have seen him throw the ball a little bit more. But I guess a good thing on special teams, if you want to flip it, is Valus Jones, four returns for 114 yards, a 28.5-yard average. So he's showing some speed back there. He showed me some good vision. They obviously blocked it up pretty well for him to, to run it that way, but I, I was impressed with what he did as well. Were you surprised they didn't use him more on offense? We had talked mm-hmm. about that. That seemed like a fairly – But you did see him as a running back. But, but I'm saying yeah. I, I thought we'd see more of that, frankly. Yeah, I, I did too, but I, I guess there's only one ball to go around for everybody, and you want to get Claypool involved. Cole Komet had another good game. Uh, you know, that's uh, St. Brown had the nice catch. I guess you would want to see him more, maybe with some more of the jet sweeps or gadget plays, things like that, but – Again, how many plays did they run today? I'm going to check this out real quick. That, yeah, um, yeah. So that I mean, that's that's a problem too. Is how many plays do you get to run? You know, to try to get everybody. They had 50 total plays, so it's not too many. Yeah. The Green Bay had 63, so there's only a limited number of opportunities. But sure, you want to see them more. But uh, maybe we'll in the future. Patrick, I believe they ran 41 plays the first time they lost to Green Bay, and and I it occurred to me that they are a different team now on offense, and you know, again. You know, the Chase Claypool fumble killed them. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they get a play down the field, and they get a first down, and then you you lose the ball. Not good. And then, obviously, the two picks at the end of the game are going to change the the entire way that we look at Fields' game. He, he ended up 20 of 25 for 254 yards, and I felt that that it wasn't a great representation of what he achieved in the game with the two picks at the end. But – it is an issue now. Something you got to contemplate yeah. is how does he do finishing a game? Sure. He, he's got to make those plays. No, it's definitely a question because he's had all these opportunities to win games and hasn't been able to come through. And before, we've been blaming other guys with drops, right? St. Brown dropping one, Marcel Smith making a mistake. But yeah. now this was this was him, you know, throwing the ball to the other team. And this is – was it Jair Alexander jumping it and making a great play? But even if it was, you just can't have that happen in that situation. That's where you as the quarterback got to be under complete control – Take care of that offense and get in the end zone. No sacks in the game. Yeah. Neither team had a sack. Um, it didn't surprise me that the Bears didn't have a sack because it was kind of, I don't know, they, they didn't. That's just they what we do. Pressure. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, they don't have anyone who would get a sack. You know, Taco Charlton apparently had a chuckle with the quarterback mm-hmm. when he was chasing after him. That's nice. Um, but uh, – but I was glad that Fields didn't get sacked. But, no, that's that's you know, impressive. That's credit to yeah, credit to that O line that's been you know working their but, butt off all year and the guys coming and going. But it's credit to him too because he did move out of a couple of you know yes. he did oh, buy yeah. himself time yes. in the pocket yes. and he's good at yeah. that. So and we got to see um, Alex Leatherwood today. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I want to know how many snaps he had. I didn't. I, I wasn't following <laughs> the rotation just because the game was so entertaining. Otherwise, I, normally if it's a bad game, I'd probably fall in love watching the O line play. But right. this was too good of a game to watch. 
312-644-6767. That's the telephone number. Jason is in Wisconsin. Hey, Jason. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, I I do have a question. Uh, Luke Getze, if you go back to the Atlanta game, he calls two sweeps on Justin Fields. Today he calls a third and five run up the middle. Why don't they let him scramble and pick up those yards? Why would you? I, I think Luke I think, Getty, I think he may have been compromised because he had a separated shoulder. I, I, that that's the only answer to that question that makes sense to me. Patrick, what do you think? I mean, I, I guess that I mean, and that doesn't even really make. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to me. That's still third down. Give him the opportunity to get that first down with his arm yep. and his legs, and then just have him slide. There was one early he slid, uh, left a third and one right that he uh, yes. slid early, which I was fine with that. If you've got to do that right now, do it, and then go ahead and make sure you convert on the third down, and they did. So just, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like the play calling today by Luke Getzey. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, it's just there's the way he was playing, the way Justin Fields yep. was playing, and seeing the field and th- delivering the ball should have given him more opportunities in those in those situations. They uh, they scored on the opening drive again. Mm-hmm. He's done that a lot, Luke Getzey. But you know, it was a field goal, and um, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I I got to tell you, I wanted them to win that game, and I thought for a second there that you were a genius because you had picked the the Bears over the Packers, and I I've never seen Rodgers look that mediocre. Mm-hmm. He just didn't look good to me at all, and he must be compromised, hurt, whatever. He just looked – it was really weird to see a guy that you've seen make so many plays over the years kind of underthrowing balls, and, you know, he looked every bit of 39, and and I don't mean that as an insult. I'm a lot <laughs> older than that, but it was weird, Patrick. I, it was, it was. and then he's one of the best spinners of the ball, right? Throws one of the best yeah. spirals, and yes. I think that avulsion fracture in his, his – his thumb is hurting him more than he's letting on. That's why I he's agree. been inaccurate. The one to Randall Cobb that he threw wild, but I think he yelled at him. He should have been going up the field, but still, if he was going up the field, he looked like he would have missed him by three or four <laughs> yards instead of seven <laughs> yards. But then just even some of the you know the, the tight shots that Fox would go to of the ball coming in, the receiver had a wobble on it. Looked more like yeah. Peyton Manning's pass than a, a traditional Aaron Rodgers pass. Yeah, no question about it. All right, uh, 3-1-2. 644-6767. We're going to keep the conversation going. Want to get your questions and thoughts on the game? 312-644-6767. It's the post-game show here on The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. First down and 10. Bears football right to left. Packers the lead 20 to 19. Snap at a play pick. Fields looking to throw. Over the oh. middle, it's intercepted. Intercepted by Jair Alexander inside the 30-yard line of the Green Bay Packers. Aiming for Equinemia St. Brown. So they tested 23 all day. Two great success, except for that one here in the fourth quarter. And Jair Alexander comes up with a big play in a one-point Packer lead with 2.48 to play in the game. It's the post-game show on the score. And, Patrick, I thought that Tom's voice there... I was just going to say that. Perfect, yes. right? He's, he is... He is so invested in the Bears, yes. obviously, being a player and being a great, doing a great job what he does now that he is fantastic to listen to in those moments because it's, it's all over him. I mean, he can just feel it. You know, you just feel his emotion, and that's exactly what it was. I think we all felt that way. Us as Bears yeah. fans, especially going against this Packers team, that when that happened, you knew the game was over. I mean, that was just, you knew that was kind of the moment. I, in my mind, I could hear all the great number 57s kind of moan <laughs> like that. And, Including uh, Jack Sanborn. <laughs> hey, is he becoming a pretty damn good player, isn't he? I, I think so. He had that little veteran move in the, in the, against Tunyon where he pulled the guy oh, by the hip and fantastic. got away with it. I mean, that's pass interference. And, um, you know, he, it's, I think it was Adam Johns wrote the, um, Wrote the piece about him about how smart he is as a football player. You kind of see that because obviously he doesn't have the greatest speed in the world, but he dissects the play before it's happening. He knows kind of where the ball is going to go and he can anticipate what's going to happen. And he shows he shows that he he had another good game. My favorite play was the running back is is hitting the sideline and he somehow weaves through traffic and gets him on the uh, basically on the legs. You know, mm-hmm. he just kind of he comes in and then. Just a great little tackle and a great little kind of sussing out exactly what they're doing and reading it and yeah I I mean it, that that was fun to see yeah he's he's just he's improving every week and that's that's a person as you evaluate this this bad team that he's a bright spot you're very happy for him and you hope he can continue to grow to be a very quality starter for this team but if but if, it, if the worst comes to worst you've got a core special teamer that you would not yeah. have a problem plugging in if an injured linebacker went down in the future you'd be very happy with that. He has a future. I yes. think that's a fair yes. comment. No yes. question. All right. We got a lot of people who want to check in. 312-644-6767. We're taking all your calls. We'll start with Michael. Michael's on the south side. Hey, Michael. Yes. Uh, I don't Two things. Two things. Me. The Bears are lost because of the kicker twice, right? And a punter dropping two balls, right? That's four games right there. Mm-hmm. My thing is this. The commentator for the uh, – was uh, was the analyst 
on the on the game today, he made a good point. The receiver didn't box out the uh, the corner. He didn't box him out. He said the guy jumped right in front of him. I mean, you know this game is supposed to be you play a two minute drill at the end, basically, and the guy just jumped right in front of him. He didn't even try to box him, box him, box him out or anything. Hmm. He just let him jump right in front of him. He let the, take the ball away from him. Just like Mark Slareth was was mm-hmm. the commentator today, and. Um, did you think of it that way, Patrick? I, I mean, I didn't. Equinemia St. Brown knows Jair Alexander. Sure. They were teammates. Mm-hmm. No, I, you know, and I'll be honest, I don't know that much about the receiving position and defensive backs. I know more of the line yeah. play. But to me, that was a spot route that he's going to a spot, and that's where Justin Fields has to read the coverage on him. If he's tight on him, he's got to go somebody else. And Jair, excuse me, Jair Alexander was tight on him, and yeah. I just think maybe he threw it to the wrong guy. You know what I mean? Threw it to the guy that. Yeah. Was was covered. That's NFL covered, and like I said, Alexander made a great play and jumped jumped the pass and picked it off. I'm not sure if that's his job to box him out. I think that's a timing right. play when he comes out of his break. Either the ball's on him, like it was looked like it was going to be, and Alexander made the play. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Alexander, you know, recognized something and stepped in mm-hmm. front of him, and there's mm-hmm. little you can do about it. Paul is in Park Ridge. Hey, Paul. Um. Yeah, it's probably an error yeah. on the quarterbacks, uh, Pat. You know, I, 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 sorry, Paul. One second. It's probably just an error on the quarterback where he doesn't see something yes. that he will learn as yes. he goes on. And That's what it, I think it is. That's I what agree. I think it is. I'll be honest. Yeah. With you. I texted Matt Bowen about it. He said he saw the very end of it, and he couldn't give a give a true breakdown until he sees the all twenty two. So I went Let's, to the expert to try to find out. Look at you. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to know what I was talking about. You're working and he very didn't hard. even know yet. <laughs> Let's go to Paul. I'm sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. And again, I agree, guys. Justin needs to stay away from throwing at Jair Alexander in that situation. Period. Right. In my eyes, right? Throw it to someone else. Um, so here's here's my thing, right? A, a lot of bouquets have been thrown towards Matt Getzey, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Getzey. Sorry, guys. And if I see another really bad screen pass thrown along the line that is going nowhere that we continue to throw. Uh, I'm going to lose my mind. And then running the ball, Molly, I get your point. You know, you got to be careful a little bit with fields. You don't want to expose him. That wasn't the problem. The problem was they were conservative beyond belief in the yeah, whole second were. half. I agree. And Schlereth called it out. Schlereth was like, yeah. why are you running the ball like this? Pass the ball. That's the most important thing with Justin. The, the rest of this year, right guys? I want Justin to continue to develop in the passing game. He was doing fine. He did really well. Yes, he did. continue to do it. Paul, Paul, they took two shots downfield and converted both of them, right? Yeah. What would have happened if they – what what if they had tried four? Mm -hmm. What if they had tried six? What would the ratio have been? I mean, that – you know, they scored a touchdown because he threw a 56-yard pass to Equinemius St. Brown, who – Ran a great route, went right by the guy, caught the ball uh, inside the five-yard line. And then I thought uh, Nikhil Harry, Harry, I thought that was the best catch. Honest to God, I didn't know he could make a catch like that because I thought he was more of a body catcher. Mm -hmm. It was a hell of a catch. And he he made a nice read, too, on the rollout to go ahead in the scramble uh, rules and took off and made the good catch. He did make a hell of a catch. And that's that's a tough catch because it was a little bit behind him. That was a great catch. Let's try Dan. Dan is in DeKalb. Hey, Dan. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good. Been better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think this one stinks because it's the Packers. And yes. that's, I think it's bittersweet because 
we did see some like I was worried that Justin was going to come out. It was going to look kind of like the end of the Atlanta game, but it didn't. He continued to spread the ball. He had those two deep passes, and he's honestly making his receivers better, which is what I want to see, and it's fun to see. I think that the coaching that can get fix itself. The kicking, they're a dime a dozen. You can bring a guy off the street and 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 try that, but I think my most my most important thing is watching Justin develop and it's still, it still seems to be headed at the correct pace. So I'm like, yeah, it stinks because you don't want to lose to the Packers, but at the same time, it feels it's, it's, it is kind of nice to continue to see like, Hey, that guy on the other side, who's been like burning this team for victories, like time and time again, Aaron Rodgers, he looked, I mean, I hate to say it, but Part of it is his injury. He looked kind of old, and and he looked miserable <laughs> most of the game. And that was fun to watch. I mean, oh, how can amen you not to that. Like that? And then he rubs <laughs> it in on us with that darn smile he has at the end of the game when he yeah. knew his, the game was over. That yeah. that one hurt. Yeah, but I was enjoying the heck out of watching the sideline copy of him sitting down and just being upset and moping. I, I love that. But then he's he, in the he's end, he's thirty nine years old. He just yeah. had his thirty ninth birthday, and you know, listen, he's still a young man. But in football terms, we, we well, we may have we may have been deceived by Tom Brady. We may look <laughs> at quarterback years differently, and we shouldn't because you know I, I agree with you, Patrick. I thought his thumb injury clearly impacted the way he was throwing the ball. Yeah. We've seen him make every pass known to man and weird arm angles and, and get everything accomplished over the course of his career, and he wasn't the same guy. No, and you just look at his numbers. Well, 18 of 31, 182 yards. Wow. Uh, one TD. Obviously not sacked at all for a rating of 85.7. Wow. And you see the name Aaron Rodgers next to that. You just don't expect that. If you did see that, I would think that's a loss for them. But unfortunately, what, they're playing what, the Bears today. What was Fields' passer rating? 75.7. Yeah, see. The two, the it's, the two interceptions is, kill you. Yeah, the the – the beauty of passer rating, and it's an absurd statistic, but it is designed to reward you for touchdowns over interceptions, and you get punished pretty heartily for interceptions, as you should, mm-hmm. frankly. You can't throw picks and win games, and unfortunately, I thought he was p- playing a really good game right up to the point where the two picks came in. Yeah, I think I told you, I was sitting there with Spiegel, and I was just about to say this is his best game I've seen as a pro by yeah. far. And then right then, he rips that throw, and I'm like, oh, I jinxed him. But I didn't even say it, so I didn't jinx him, but he did it anyway. But you, the bad thing is you, we, we can't have this going forward. We can't have fourth quarter no. interceptions. To me, when I evaluate a quarterback or look at a quarterback that I want on my team, you've got to be valuable at the end of the first half and then obviously in the two-minute drill in the fourth quarter. You've got to protect the ball. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's no way around that. It, it's just the reality. Marlon is in Atlanta. Hey, Marlon. Uh, I watched the game, and I just want to say to Bears fans, please be patient. Please be patient. Justin Fields is a stud. They are going to win. They're learning how to win. You have to remember they have a young quarterback. They have a young offensive team. They have a young defensive team. They have a young offensive staff. They have a young defensive staff. They have a young coaching staff. Like every, They have to come together. This This year, to me, is an evaluation period. I want to see continual growth from Justin Fields. I want to see continual growth from the offensive line. I like uh, Bryson Jones so far. I like 
what little continuity they had with the offensive line. I like it moving forward, but I just want to see those guys gel and come together. I mean, think about it. They have Equimania St. Brown, Dante Pettis, uh, Nikhil Harry, Byron Pringle. They're going to get better. These guys are going to get better. You know, I like the foundation that they're laying with uh, Coach Eberflus. I like Coach Allen. I like the coaching staff. I like the staff up, uh, in, the, uh, in, the op- in the front office. I like what they're doing, guys. Just please, please be patient. They're fighting injuries. Again, they're a young staff. They're trying to come together, man. You know, let's just be patient. Look at how they fought with the, uh, against the Green Bay Packers. I remember watching, you know, um, uh, Aaron Rodgers kill the Bears over the past. I've been watching the Bears for a long time, and I've, I've seen Aaron Rodgers kill the Bears, but I saw a weakness in Aaron Rodgers today that I hadn't seen before. We're, we're going to win. Just be patient, please. Please, Bear fans. That's all I got to say, man. I, I enjoy, the, uh, I enjoy you know, the show that you guys do. Just be patient, please. That's all I have to say. Just be patient, Bears fans. Let's go bear down. <laughs> That's fair. It, um, it is fair, and, and, but to me – all right, if they if he had this game against the Seahawks, we'd be having a different conversation. Right. Me, I'm saying I'm really upset because they lost to the Packers. Packers <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Awful. If they had, yeah. if this was against any other opponent that they played earlier in the year, I think we would have be a little more patient. But I think this is such a rivalry game for Bears fans that yeah. we're sick of seeing Aaron Rodgers doing what he's doing. That you wanted him to go out there and win this game. Aaron Rodgers didn't play well enough to win that game. No, but the Bears didn't play well enough to win the game either. <laughs> I, I mean, I know yeah. that sounds crazy, but, but – That's like, what it felt like. That's what it, it looked like. It was interesting to see him lose, but – or to see him not be the guy he has been. But he did win the game. He has won whatever it is, eight in a row or something. I mean, it's just – it's mind-boggling how often they have lost to Aaron Rodgers. So, if you sense disappointment in the Bears, it's just because they at one point – should have won that game and unfortunately couldn't finish it. I think we understand exactly what you're saying, that that the um, the Bears are a team that is going to get better, that Justin Fields is showing incredible progress. I mean, listen, th- he, he proved today that he could play hurt. Frankly, mm-hmm. that's a huge thing. Sure. If, if you're, if, if that guy is your quarterback moving forward, and I believe he is, that is a wonderful thing to have. He is so competitive. He is going to play regardless of injury. And, and Patrick, I'm not telling you anything you don't know from your own experience. That is an extraordinary fact. That's a really good thing. Yes. You want, you want players not to be 100 percenters. Yes. In the NFL, you've got to be able to play nicked up. Yeah. It's just the way the game goes. And I'll tell you what's a good thing about today. It didn't look like he got beat up any worse. No, so he now didn't. he has the bye week to really heal up. And then hopefully he can have a very strong developmental last four weeks. Let's just hope that happens. <laughs> I'm not going to call him wins, but I'll strong developmental games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, you know, maybe we won't be as disappointed if it's not against Green Bay. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be. That's why I'm so I know disappointed. You I'll be honest with you. I just, yeah. you've, you've heard me talk on this, this show for years of how much I just I can't stand losing to him. I'm done with it. Yeah. And I, I was thinking the day – I thought today was going to be the sooner than the later – that he talked about, but I guess we still have to wait for the later. The later is coming. Yes. 312. 312- <laughs>
312-644-6767. You're listening to the post-game show on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to the score. So they run it on third down and five, and they get a yard. Now a 40-yard field goal. Try hit from 40 on the other end of Soldier Field. This for his third field goal of the day. Here is the snap. The placement made. The kick is blocked. It was a low kick. Low kick and blocked by Green Bay. The Bears get nothing out of that promising drive. 19-17. We remain here at Soldier Field. Our thanks to our friends at WBBM, our sister station, for the highlights. And, uh, you know, a rough one, uh, a difficult game for the Chicago Bears. They had an opportunity to sort of, uh, I don't know, to take advantage of uh, of a really good uh, start to the game. They went up 10 to nothing. I saw a text that the last time they were up 10 to nothing was last year when they lost by 10 points. So, <laughs> I didn't get caught up in it, but I heard Aaron Rodgers in the post game. Apparently, he said there are probably a lot of people feeling good at nineteen ten. So did I. Mm. God, he just rubbed salt. In the <laughs> I <wound>. know. <laughs> like, but really, if if that quarterback, everybody can talk about him as a person, whatever. But if, yeah. but, if but if he was yours, <laughs> if he was yours, you would love You'd that. Be delighted. I would yeah. love that. I mean, I would love that attitude, and I hope Justin Fields gets to that point where. He does that have that inner confidence, like, we're going to be okay. I understand I'm going against a bad team. Give me the ball. We're going to be okay. I'll get us in the end zone and win this thing. And, and you know, that's the, that is the sad reality of this game is that, you know, he had a 56-yard touchdown run, which was spectacular. Mm-hmm. He had uh, 254 passing yards, which was absolutely spectacular. But he made two crucial mistakes in crunch time. You know the the first one was the only one that mattered in yes. my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. But on that. but there were there were two, and so it just it just looks bad, and it's your big opponent, and it, it's hard not to get upset about it. Yeah, and then the Chase Claypool fumble hurt too. I mean, that hurt yes, pretty it bad. did. That that, that yeah, that hurt a lot. And I, I always joke, was it one of those NFL missed uh, layups, and you go and you hold your ankle like it was your ankle's fault why you missed the layup. Because he went right to his knee, and I, I was scared that maybe he did hurt himself, and I'm glad he didn't at all. But um, I'm hoping he's just not one of those that blames something else for why he fumbled it. You know that he's going to fake blame it or whatever. But he's got to hold on to that. He definitely has to hold on to that. That totally went through my head, which you know is is probably from watching too much football in my life, mm-hmm. and I wonder if other people felt that way. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear you articulate it because that totally went through my head. Yes, I, I that's I'm like wait. Yeah, now if he's he had caught that ball, he might have popped back up. Yes, if, yes. if he hadn't been, if he had fumbled right. that. And you see guys do it all the time. You see all it in the, the NBA time. all the time. If a guy you misses do. a layup and he goes and grabs yeah. his ankle, yeah, and it wasn't his ankle, he just missed the layup because they're not supposed oh, to do that because they're pros. But that that hurt that hurt a lot. And you don't want to see that. No. And that's a guy too. We're evaluating, right? We all want to have oh, yeah. to be a great receiver, and you want him to make these great plays. And he had a pretty good game. Other than that, he had some production. Um, what did he go for? Well, he had. Yeah, five receptions for 28 yards. So he was targeted yeah. six times. That's what you want to see. It's not a whole lot of yards, but you want to see no. him targeted. But you just don't want to see that fumble. That, that You can't do that. If you're going to be the number one go-to receiver that you're hoping for or the, play, the playmaker that you're hoping for, you can't have that. And it was a big point in the game because yeah. it was another pass down the field that Fields had hit, and, and you know you felt like, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here comes a drive. Oh, no, they gave the ball away. It, it just uh, – you know, and again – 
we talked in the in the pregame show about this idea, and we've talked about it on a weekly basis. The Bears are not the type of team that has enough depth, enough talent to overcome a ton. Mm-hmm. So it just felt like this was maybe a bridge too far when you when you lost the turnover battle. It ended up being very lopsided. I don't think it impacted the game as much as that play. Yeah, and then, and then what you were talking about too, unfortunately, I went back and looked at the uh, play-by-play. That was the series where he targeted Claypool three times. Yeah, He had the one incomplete on second five and then hit him a uh, short pass to the right that went for 15 yards for the first down then came right back to him again over the middle for 17 yards and he fumbles. And that was encouraging. I was like, all right, maybe this is what our future is going to be. This is the guy you can get going an entire an entire drive and you can get down and score some points and unfortunately he fumbled. 312-644-6767. That is the telephone number. We'll start again with Carter. He's in Hersher. Hey, Carter. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure to be on here. I'm uh, sitting in the parking lot by school in the store with my buddy Fritzy. I'm just calling because I'm ticked off. I'm a senior in high school. I got to go to school tomorrow and listen to Packers fans talking crap to me, whatever. Carter, hold on. Carter, I got a question for you. So you're a young Bears fan. We hear everybody here is talking about patience, and they have patience. Do you have patience for this team, or are you just more upset because they lost to the Packers? Uh, I, I, I believe in the future for sure. I think Fields is a stud, but it does hurt to watch him lose to Aaron Rodgers again. But it, it, it can't happen forever, I hope. But So I was going to see what you guys thought about this. I'm in my Uncle Tim's garage, and every time there's a missed kick, everybody's like, oh, should have held on to Robbie Gold, which if I said something like that at school, everybody's going to call me an old head or whatever. But even if it wasn't Robbie Gold, do you think if the Bears have had a good kicker the last, like let's say Justin Tucker has been on the Bears for the past few years, would we be happier with where they're at, or do you think that it's just all around bad sometimes? Well, thanks for the call, Carter. And Tell God Fritzy and Uncle Tim we said hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I got to tell you something. Cairo Santos has solved a major problem for the Bears. Mm-hmm. He is a good kicker. He missed a he. You know, he's had missteps along the way. That happens. If you were to go back and continue with Robbie, that would have been the best move, without shadow of a doubt. And and that really, really cost you back with the double toink. Yeah. I don't think the 2018 season would have ended that way if Robbie were were still here. But I think that Cairo Santos, being fair about it, has been a good enough kicker. It was very difficult to see him make a couple of mistakes today. And it seemed like it was him, Pat. I don't know if you – you'll have to see the tape. I don't know if you managed to do that. But, I, I mean, he, he – that – that extra point was never online. No, and and he the, just pushed um, that one bad. Yeah, he just—it seemed like he just pushed the thing, mm-hmm. and then the um the, the 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 blocked field goal was just a low kick. Yes, and I don't know why it would be a low kick. He missed so it, it again. Was an error. Yeah, I think he missed it again. I think he was trying to yeah. attack it a little too hard, like he did on that fifty-five yarder that came up short. That was that line drive because just a little bit of angle they showed on Fox. It looked like it was protected well, and the guy's arm where it hit it, it wasn't. You know, it was it was a low. It, to me, it just looked like a low kick. There didn't seem like a whole lot of pressure, and then the reaction from the guys up front to 
they couldn't believe that he got blocked because they felt like they didn't give up ground, like there wasn't leakage. But that's what I saw from just the quick TV copy. But those are one of those surprising ones when you're up front and you feel like you don't give up any pressure and all of a sudden the ball's blocked. You're like, oh, he must have kicked it low. What do you think of uh, if Robbie had stayed, would mm. would you feel differently? I mean, listen, Robbie was was a Pro Bowl kicker. Well, I wouldn't want him to be here because he would have broken all my records. So I'm glad he <laughs> left. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm proud as heck of him, what he's done with his career. And obviously, you would be better with a kicker like that. I mean, he's, he's going to go down as one of the best kick. kickers to ever play the game. Yeah. I mean, that's what his stats are right now. He's right up there with one of the most accurate, most points. Um, so sure, you'd love to have him. But here's the other thing, though, if you put on your GM hat, how much would it have cost you? You know, and how much and better would you have been? No, you're not going to the playoffs, and you know maybe the double doink he doesn't miss that, but everything else he's not making that big of a difference. But I, you know, in fairness, I think that that was why they cut him. They they mm-hmm. were worried about paying the price tag, and then they ended up paying a horrible price with yes. the double doink. Yes, and so it, there's a great example up north too in Mason Crosby. He's had some exactly. down years, yeah, but they let him fight through it. And Ryan Pace and the new regime, they didn't let Robbie fight through it. He was down. He was missing some kicks. But kickers do that. I mean, that's yeah. – you know, Mason Crosby's in what year or whatever he is up in Green Bay, and he's had Ridiculous. some down years. But they're like, we yeah. understand he's not going to be, you know, 95% every year. He's going to have a couple down or down games or whatever, and they stuck with him. And it's, it's turned out pretty well for them up there with him. So we mentioned this earlier, the Bears um, falling to the Packers. The Packers are now 47-15 and 15 since Favre came – Became their starter. I didn't hear traded you. From, yeah, I, I okay. couldn't hear those numbers. That's you can say them. I just can't hear them now. It's weird. I, I can just watch them out. I don't even hear the numbers. 28 times they've won by more than 10 points. They only won by nine tonight. <laughs> Moral victory? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, buddy. I'm trying. I don't even hear these to, numbers. When you say the numbers, I, I just hear wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'm trying to soften the blow. <laughs> That's all right. It's, it, just, it can't be soft. I'm just sick of it. It's time. Yeah. The sooner than uh, later. Justin said sooner than later, and I need the sooner, not the later. All right. We'll be right back. We're going to take your calls. 312-644-6767. It's the postgame show on the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.